Welcome to the 1068 Pubcast, where we drink beer and talk about shit that we find interesting. Please, don't take us more seriously than we take ourselves, and by all means, pull up a chair, open a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 9 of the 1068 Pubcast. Before we started today, I thought I would surprise my fellow Pubcasters with a different type of game we've never played before. It's an introduction game, and it goes like this. I'm going to say a lyric to a song that I had incorrect and my wife made fun of me for, and they're going to tell me who it's by. For instance, the man who still thinks the lyrics say, wrapped up like a douche, Milliardo, and that is, of course, by Manfred Mann. The question is, can these guys figure out which lyrics these are? You guys think you're up for it? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. The man who still thinks the lyrics say, there goes my hero sucking that egg, freedom. <laughs> what? What am I supposed to name? The, the, Who's the artist? Uh, Foo Fighters? There you go. Hey. <laughs> the man who still thinks the lyrics say, with the blood we've shed, it's a lonely view. Corrales. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey. Well done, sir. And a guest pubcaster, the man who still thinks the lyrics say, it's not fair to deny me of the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. Earnshaw. <laughs> uh, Alanis and Reset. There you go. I was about to say, you really ought to know. You, um, you, uh, you ought to know. Nice. Ought to know. I have this thing where I just can't fucking do lyrics, and I'll I'll be like singing a song, and my wife will be like, "You know, that's not at all what that says." But I do now. You know what makes me happy? Yeah, what's that? That your wife's smarter <laughs> than you. That makes me in happy. every way. It yeah, is in every way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mine bro. too. Mine too. And she knows it, and that's that's a problem for me. You know, it's a problem for me. Ah, what you gonna do? This is a big deal. This is the first time we've had a guest pubcaster. So welcome, Earnshaw. Welcome Earnshaw. to the pub. Earnshaw, whoop! Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're doing a couple of segments tonight. We're doing a Mad Lib the News. He's going to join us for that. We're going to take a break, and then uh, we're going to play some old audio from the last time we did a Hefeweizen taste test. I don't know if you guys even remember that. It was like two months ago. <laughs> and then we're going to go back into a uh, whiskey segment with Corrales, where... I'm actually going to drink the whiskey, yeah. which is going to be interesting because I don't really drink whiskey, so we'll oh, see. Oh, but you no, will, no, no. my friend. You will. Not, you don't. No, no, no. It's not that you don't really drink whiskey. You don't drink whiskey. I you don't yeah, drink whiskey. You absolutely don't. <laughs> I'm about to, though. I'm about to. Small difference. <laughs> well, before we go into Mad Lib the News, what are we drinking tonight, fellas? I have a nice melons, which is a fruited sour ale by Rivertown. Delicious. What you guys got? You do have nice melons. <laughs> uh, Freedom has a session IPA. Uh, it's brewed with uh, a tangerine peels. It's uh, Southern Tier Tangier. Oh, I love Southern Tier. I do too. I do too. Everything they have is they do make good stuff. Pretty freaking solid. Corrales, what are you drinking? I am drinking Smith and Forge hard cider. All right. Oh, yeah. How very girly of you. And yeah, thank you, thank you. I do it with my pinky up. And uh, but now, <laughs> boy. but after this, um, I've got some got some beers chilling, so we'll try some new stuff. Good deal, Earnshaw. What you drinking? I am also drinking a session um, IPA, but from Noda Brewery. Um, they're par four. I like Noda. I'm a big fan of Noda. You guys ready for a Mad Lib the news? Mad Lib ready? the news. Mad Lib the news. 
Let's do it. Mad Lib the News. Mad Lib the News. I'm ready for mad libbage. If it's already bizarre or weird, can we actually make it any worse than it was originally? Libbage. Libbage. Can you repeat the first one again, please? Could you read me that second one one more time, please? I was never very good at English. Mad Lib the News, where we take news articles and make them even better by switching out their nouns with our nouns, their adjectives with our adjectives, and their verbs with our verbs. This week, we have three guests, so we'll see how this works. Two questions apiece, and of course, we have a lightning round tiebreaker process uh, ready at the standby in case we need it. So, um, first player, say what? What? Yeah, oh, Corrales oh, goes first. Well done, damn sir. Damn it. From the category of good luck bitch, which is from fox2detroit.com. <laughs> Detroit. On May 18th, 2016. Man arrested with gun, marijuana, and box of squirrels. Article number two. <laughs> Man arrested with book, cardigan, and box of candles. Uh. uh I'm going to go that the real one is the squirrel one. All right. And I'm going to go that the cardigan is the, the, the not real one. All right. Let's read to find out. <laughs> Now, the mugshot of this guy online was fantastic. Think Uncle Jesse from Full House. Not not Fuller House, but old school, Full House. With the right, facial right. hair of Jamie Heineman from Mythbusters. And yes, keep <laughs> keep the colors. Like, the face rug does not match the face drapes. It was magical. Yikes. Yeah. His name is Ian Breholz, and he was going through a garbage bin in Chesterfield Township, Michigan. You know, like you do. Some like concerned citizens called the cops on him, and when the cops arrived, they found him carrying a gun, medical marijuana, and a box of baby squirrels. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You never know. You never know when you need a box of squirrels. <laughs> it turns out Breholz had found a bunch of baby squirrels, so he put them in a box and was taking care of them. Again, like you do. And, uh, yeah, you know, good guy. <laughs> as a former felon, Breholz was not allowed to carry a firearm, and he was transporting the medical marijuana illegally, whatever that means. But what I don't know is what are they going to charge him with for the squirrel thing? Is there like an open container law for that in Michigan? Because that is fucking thorough. I have no idea. Either way, the the weirdness of that was just screaming "Mad Lib me, Mad Lib me." Mm-hmm. But how Absolutely. I like it. How did he get medical marijuana? That's what I don't understand. How do you transport medical marijuana illegally? Like it's cool to have, right? Was he like carrying it in a joint? What was he doing? You know, like in- uh, he got it. Legally, in the palm of his hand, while facing yeah. south, uh, that's that's the illegal. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> that's the part I didn't get. He is. It is is it legal in Michigan? Well, I think medical marijuana would be legal. Medical is, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You're maybe, right. maybe. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe it, neighboring states have it. Legally? He was transporting it in a little bitty baggie that said "not legal." That's how it. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's how they. Oh, no, it probably is. It was probably <laughs> a little bag that said "not weed," right? <laughs> Oregano, <laughs> salsa. I promise. <laughs> At the end of it, right? No, don't look in this bag. Yeah. Like in really fine print. Yeah, yeah. That's probably it. All right. Well done. Cross has one point, and second player say what? 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 Oh, freedom oh, by a nose. Yes. From the category of way to spoil the plot for the next Call of Duty game. From MLive.com, which is a Michigan news site, on May 19th, 2016. You said duty. (laughs) Uh, Article number one. I'm immature, sorry. (laughs) 
Article number one, rogue deer infiltrates former robot dinosaur exhibit at the Detroit Zoo. Article number two, rogue train infiltrates former horse yard exhibit at the Detroit Zoo. I really hope it's the first one that's true because if, (laughs) well, I'm just going to say the first one is true. All right, let's find out. Guests at the Detroit Zoo found themselves in a lockdown situation recently, unable to enter or leave the zoo. Why, you might ask? An infiltration. (laughs) Sprinting through a heavy traffic section of Royal Oak, Michigan, and jumping right over the ticket booths was the villainous, terrifying, fluffy, white-tailed deer. It made its way to a former robot dinosaur exhibit called Dinosauria, which is exactly what it sounds like. Guests would walk around a trail looking at robot dinosaurs, which... You know, after all the sci-fi I've watched over the years, that sounds absolutely terrifying. Like, I mean, you're basically yeah. no, asking, dude, think about epic. how terrifying that was for the deer. Like, <laughs> right. think, like that deer's like, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> predator, predator, predator. It was having Assassin's Creed type DNA flashbacks. Like, my ancestors <laughs> dealt with this shit. I don't know what to do. Danger, danger. Yeah. <laughs> Scale a oh, building. Man. Anyway, what does not sound terrifying to me about this, however, is a white-tailed deer. Nonetheless, the zoo staff took the situation very seriously, and the authorities pursued the deer into the former robot dinosaur area with tranquilizers. The deer was ultimately released back into the wild. Happy ending. And I don't know if the robot dinosaurs were around at the time of the deer infiltration or if it was just the land where they used to be. I don't know. But imagine how cool it would have been if you were the guys entering this area with robot dinosaurs. Like, imagine they're still moving. You got a tranquilizer gun and you're hunting a deer. Doesn't that sound like the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever? Like That sounds pretty cool. I, yeah. I want to live that. <laughs> right? <laughs> screw screw the exhibits. I want to do that. I want to hunt deer in robot dinosaur fields. It's, I'd yes, even go to but, fucking Detroit for that. But I feel yeah. like a doobie or two prior to going into oh, yeah. this place would be kind of a prerequisite because it would that epic. sounds pretty awesome. Make sure you're transporting that medical doobie legally. That's important. It'd be nice unless you were one of those paranoid types, and then you would have a Ooh, really yeah, bad time. Then that would not be cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then it'd be like the last two hours of every Jurassic Park movie where you were <laughs> right. freaking out. Yeah, for yeah. You. Just wigging out. They're breaking from the cages. All right, so it's tied up. Going into the bottom of round one, Earnshaw, from the category of Robin You Naked as a Jaybird. That was, that was Robin with an I-N. Yeah, that joke's funnier when you when you read it, not when you say it. You but anyway, it, from you. Cleveland.com on May 17th, 2016, article number one. Cleveland man asks to use neighbor's phone, strips naked, and steals her canes, police say. Article number two. Cleveland man asks to use neighbor's blanket, strips naked, and steals her cat, police say. Uh, Do you like how either way he strips naked randomly? I, I, I personally appreciate yeah. that touch. That <laughs> either way, that lady way. is having a bad time. I mean, that's totally the believable part, that, that somebody would strip naked before they did something like that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stoller Canes, because that, that one has to be true, because that one's more hilarious. Like Brazzers, I'm just going to cut the foreplay entirely here, and here comes the money shot. In Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio, 43-year-old... I'm going to go with Rommel. Thomas asked to use his 72-year-old neighbor's phone, then stripped naked, sat on her couch, and stole two of her walking canes. Oh, nice. She can't go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, she's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Thomas got charged with robbery, public indecency, and 75,000 counts of WTF bro. 
I wish I wish I could figure out what the hell is going on here, but all I know is that the article said once the woman let him in to use her phone, he stripped down naked, sat on her couch, and this poor 72-year-old woman eventually got Thomas to put his clothes back on and leave. And I would love to hear that conversation, by the way. That is some, like, Spock level of mind tricks. She convinced him to put his clothes back, back on and leave, right. That's, isn't that awesome? Anyway, yeah, on the way out, he grabbed two of her walking canes, pushed her into a wall, and walked away. Yikes. Harsh. It's almost like Bro was trying to figure out how to get to prison, but couldn't quite tell like what he had to do to pull it <laughs> off. Like these canes will do it. Is it enough to strip naked in an old woman's home? Uh, not in prison yet. All right, let me rub my swamp ass on this couch. Does that do it? No, <laughs> shit. No. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking steal some canes and slam a bitch. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, well done, guys. It's tied one-one to one going into the top of the second. Corrales. It's champions, man. We're champions. From the category of this would never have happened on Donald Trump's watch. From independent.co.uk on May 20th, 2016. Article number one. China denies exporting smelly cars to African supermarkets. Article number two. China denies exporting human meat to African supermarkets. Uh... Oh, both of those should be false. Oh, boy. Okay. This is where it gets good. Oh, China. Um, and they're both so freaking believable because it's China. Fucking China. Uh, we, um, or is it Japan? That's the weird one. Uh, I think it's Japan. Well, they have the tentacle porn. Let oh, me. Uh, oh God! Let me... I don't want to know. I really don't. Uh, it's hey. pretty self-explanatory, honestly. Uh, I mean, I guess. Uh, oh boy, Miss uh, Miss Milliarda is going to have some questions for you when she listens to this episode. Oh, Milliarda. she doesn't listen to the show. It's cool. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, I should probably hide these posters in my basement too. Will, then, right? Will you Will you read them one more time for me, please? <laughs> Article number one, China denies exporting smelly cars to African supermarkets. Article number two, China denies exporting human meat to African supermarkets. Either um, way. I mean, damn. It's a tough oh. one. It's a tough one. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to go that the human meat one is, in fact, true. All right. Let's find out. And and hold on. Oh, wait. Okay. You got more. I want, let's dive in okay. to the thought process here. Uh, I'm, I'm right. dying to hear. All right. So both of these are incredibly fucked up stories, <laughs> and neither one of these should be true. The only hint that I had here is that human meat in a supermarket makes sense. Cars at a supermarket, like being sold at a supermarket, doesn't make sense. That is the only reason that I'm choosing human meat because, I mean... Who knows? Well, let's see if but, uh, let's see if your but, logic but panned a supermarket, out. Let's see. What about, what about supermarkets in the U.S. versus supermarkets in Africa? Who the hell knows what? <laughs> maybe they sell cars at supermarkets. Yeah, it's maybe a one-stop maybe. shop. You know, and gazelles maybe. and camels and human meat and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like Walmart. Boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you get it all. Well. You guys are about to find out through some really awesome pronunciation 
I mean, when I saw this article, I'm like, okay, Chinese-African relations, yeah, Whitey McWhiterson here is going to nail all these words. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. All right, so like almost all of the fun international conflicts, this one began on Facebook. Facebook user Barbara Akasue Abouagayi posted some allegations that went Africa viral. I say Africa viral because it, it was shared 26,000 times. And for Africa, that's that's probably legit, right? That's like that's every person a with a computer in, in that's Africa. every person in South Africa, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. I'm an asshole. Slightly. All right. After that, it was picked up by the South African websites like Mzanzi Live and the Daily Post. And all of this picked up enough buzz to make the Chinese ambassador to Zambia, whose name is Yang Yaoming, officially released a statement saying, Today a local tabloid newspaper is openly spreading a rumor claiming that the Chinese use human meat to make corned beef and sell it to Africa. (laughs) Give me that point. Who was that person again? Oh, I gotta say it like three more times. It'll be different every time, I'm sure. Yuming continued, This is completely a malicious slandering and vilification, which is absolutely unacceptable to us. We hereby express our utmost anger and the strongest condemnation over such an act. Of course. I got to ask you guys, did Yaoming actually say, you know, no? Because it sounded to me like he just kind of said he didn't like the rumor. But I mean, I didn't hear a no. I'm just saying. That's a policy and that is, for you. That is kind of one of those things you would normally want to take a strong no, I believe, at the beginning of the correspondence. Seems like it'd be an obvious no. You right. Know, a very yeah. clear no. Anyway, as mentioned before, <laughs> Mizanzi Live and Daily Post reported on this, and they even went so far as to speculate that China finally went all Sweeney Todd and thought, you know, you guys are hungry. We got too many people, so, you know, what you want to do about that? No, no, I wasn't saying you should eat people, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put this human arm in the punch bowl, and I'm going to look the other way, and then, uh, you know, you guys figure it out. The punch bowl, huh? Yeah. That's where you put the human arm? Yeah, yeah. the African supermarkets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm picturing you... Team America deleted scene or something right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So well done, Corrales, leading with two points. Let's see if uh, Freedom and Earnshaw can tie up here. They cannot. All right, Freedom, from the category of I was not aware I had been doing this to date, from Forbes.com, which is an ABC affiliate on May 19th, 2016. Article number one, running from hostile electric cars is no longer an option. Article number two, hiding from hostile space aliens is no longer an option. So who is this for? (laughs) This is for Freedom. Freedom. Okay. I missed that. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's got to be a backstory to this kind of article. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, hey, we're running from aliens, and uh, I don't <laughs> really understand plausible. why. Uh, uh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna say that the true story. Is <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't have a thought process like Corrales did. I'm going to go with running from electric cars. <laughs> it's the true one. All right, let's find out. After decades of I Love Lucy and MASH reruns being sent out into the cosmos... A group of scientists have come forward to say, guys... Son of a bitch. If no. aliens are out there, they probably already know we're here. 
and who won the first season of Bachelorette. It seemed too obvious. <laughs> oh, damn it. Douglas Vakosh, who was an expert in interstellar message construction, was quoted saying, It's too late to conceal ourselves in the universe, so we should decide how we want to represent ourselves. But seriously, how cool of a field is that? Can you imagine, like, being on a double date with this bro? Oh, you know, Miliardo, what you do? Oh, construction? Yeah, me too. I mean, I construct interstellar messages. What is it that you construct, (laughs) fucker? You know? Yeah. That sounds like one of those kind of jobs, though. It's like, all right, like, who... Who'd you give a hand job to to convince them that they should pay you to do this? He's got to have a badge. If you're an interstellar <laughs> message constructor, you got to have a badge. It must There's be an epic, epic badge. I, I just excuse myself from that conversation and not come back, probably. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Later. I'll be right I'm gonna back. Go sit, I'm going to go sit at the bar I'm for not a right. few hours. Right. Peace. Right. Anyway, the San Francisco nonprofit organization named METI, which stands for Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence, plans to start sending out messages into outer space that basically say things like, really, guys, we're way cooler than you might think. You know, we're not just Kardashians and Jerry Springers. For real, we're cool. Please give us your hand-me-downs. Wait a minute. Does he work for, like... I don't know if I want aliens to think I'm cool, man. I, you know, I would be I'm like, not... hey, aliens, come here and give me your iPhone 19 or whatever you guys have that you don't want. Any- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, give me your old shit, the stuff that you're sending to your Africa. Yeah, but if we look too cool, they might come and take our shit, man. Of course, if they can get uh, here, if exactly. they can get here, they're ahead. Yeah. yeah. They're well, they yeah, might not have tentacle bad. porn. They might not have tentacle. We but, might have that on them. But at the they same time. They might not time, have the natural resources we have. Yeah. But at the same time, how many of us own an original Nintendo? And how many of us really want one right now? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. That's some old-ass technology, but that's still cool as hell. Who doesn't want to play Nintendo right now? You know, they're like, hey, man, nuclear bombs? That's a thing of the past. But you know what? That's like a cool-ass thing from a long time ago (laughs) in our, you know. We've become the throwback planet? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, hell, there's a fuller house now. Right? And who doesn't want to go back to the original? Yeah. Well, besides me, I, I didn't really care for the old <laughs> one either. But I'm going out on a limb here. But has anyone ever read a book called Roadside Picnic? Mm-mm, no, can't say. This I have, conversation right. is reminding me of that. I'll just break it down quickly. But essentially, like the aliens' uh, technology and their civilization is so uh, far advanced that Earth is literally a stopover for them, like a picnic. So they come check it out, and they're like, "Man," and leave. <laughs> yeah, but they that leave behind right. all their exactly tech. right. Yeah, they leave behind all their tech, and the basis of the book is like a guy goes into the zone and and steals um, their tech, or takes their technology, sells it on the black market, and their stuff is is way more civilized and way more advanced and very cool, and you know, sells for a lot of money. But huh. that sounds like a Douglas Adams type of book, or an M Night Shyamalan movie. Shyamalan, Shyamalan, all right, so to see if Earnshaw can tie Corrales and go into the lightning round from the category of what MacGyver does when he can't escape prison. Shit. From independent.ie on May 18th, 2016. Article number one, Rolf Harris makes whiskey out of prison toothpaste. Article number two, Rolf Harris makes didgeridoos out of prison toilet rolls. <laughs> It's a tough one. 
Oh man. Both of those seem plausible. Maybe not because I, I I don't know shit about science, but um. <laughs> <laughs> no. But people get creative in prison. They I'm do, with, don't yeah. they? I'm with you. Always ya. see that in the movies. Anyway. Yeah, I'd believe either one of them. <laughs> um, I I think the true one because I want it to be true is 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 the first one. They make uh, alcohol out of toothpaste. All right, let's find out. Rolf Harris, former non-imprisoned Australian entertainer who was a very successful musician, singer-songwriter, mm. composer, comedian, actor, painter, and TV personality, turns out to be not a successful human being because back in 2013, he racked up nine accounts of indecent assault on underage girls. And Yikes. as a result, he was thrown in jail or a kangaroo's pouch or whatever the fuck they do to you in Australia. But seriously, like, if you live in Australia, what can they do to you that is worse than fucking living in Australia where everything wants to kill you, you know? Well, I mean, and that's the history of Australia. It started out as a penal colony. It started out as yeah. a prison colony for the British. It's like the whole fucking island has, like, dragons and shit. Like, who <laughs> who wants to even, whatever. True damn story. Yeah, sure. Australia's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Rolf Harris elevated his title as Australian Renaissance Man to New Heights when he made, of course, didgeridoos out of toilet rolls. The toothpaste <laughs> one would have been so cool. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, what you guys are dying to know. Did Rolf Harris make any other instruments before his toilet roll didgeridoo? I could tell. You were curious. And the answer is, of course, yes, he did. Back in 2014, Rolfie Boy carved a much more legit wooden didgeridoo out of materials he found in the jail garden. After spending a month carving and decorating didgeridoo mark one the guards confiscated it so since then he moved on to disposable toilet paper and matchstick didgeridoos personally i think this bro's trying to just annoy the piss out of everyone around him to freedom <laughs> yes because like yeah, one of the guards said he joins the tubes together with matchsticks and it's driving everyone mad so it's, i think i think that's his goal is just to fucking play his way to freedom i mean I can't think of a more annoying instrument right now. <laughs> Besides maybe a recorder? Maybe a recorder? Or like my daughter's five-key piano thingies upstairs, but like that's intended to be loud and obnoxious. Yeah, it's inten- yeah that's true. <laughs> Fucking did you reduce. Anyway, with the uh, score two to one to one, well done, Corrales, the champion for the night. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It Cheers. feels good. Happy birthday. It feels good. I'd like to thank... Uh, I'd like to thank uh, God and uh, Big Ups God. I'd like to thank my mom and my dad for bringing me into this world. And I would like to thank my douchebag friend Freedom for not contacting me on my 31st birthday because that kind of pain and like working through that type of pain and betrayal, I feel like built me into a better person. So uh, thank you, Freedom. You're welcome. <laughs> to drive the point home further, I would just like to say Miliardo contacted me on my birthday. Um, so thank you, Miliardo, for that. Uh, you're you know, welcome, I'll, I'll, yeah, you know I'm glad you said that, Earnshaw. Big ups to Miliardo for contacting me on my birthday. Uh, what a great friend. What a great friend. <laughs> Ouch. I, I wish more of my friends could be like you, Miliardo. Don't you worry, Freedom. I got you too, bud. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. Well, we are going to do the segment on <laughs> on uh, Hefeweizen's next, but when we come back, Earnshaw will be with us, and we are going to do a whiskey segment. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. I look forward to really seeing if what I think is my favorite is truly my favorite. As of right now, I'm pretty confident. I know that beer. How are you going to know if you don't put one in your mouth? Holy shit. I don't know. Corrales doesn't make mistakes. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh. <laughs> you so 
throws everything. I'm ready for my trophy, bro. Tonight, guys, tonight. Beer's getting warm. Tonight we are drinking five Hefeweizens, and I feel like we should say a brief, I mean, the beer's getting warm, but we should say a brief spell about how fucking difficult it was to find five Hefeweizens that we could all all find in our different parts of the country. It's actually pretty easy for me, because I'll let y'all duke it out and just tell me what to go buy, so... Yeah, y'all can speak on that one. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, how many how many texts were exchanged, Miliardo, before I finally gave up and just called your ass? You know how with your wife and really nobody else on your text chain, every now and then you'll text so much to where you gotta like scroll up to see, and you gotta hit that show more messages thing for for like earlier that hour. That's what was happening. We were like going back and forth. It was like pages and pages and pages of this stuff trying to figure this out. It was like two chicks trying to figure out where they want to eat. Is what I was thinking. I was, was like, it, it was I intense. feel like my, this is, I feel like this is my wife and her sister going at it, trying to figure out if they want to eat at Chili's or O'Charlie's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, there, there is no joke. I spent so much time just sort of creeping around the liquor store that, uh, that people started asking me for help finding things. Did you need help finding things? That's the question. No, 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 no. They asked me to help them find things. <laughs> you know, oh, like you I work here. there. Yeah. <laughs> one of which, one of the people that asked me to help them find things uh, was an employee, actually, of of the store. He said, hey, man, uh, you seem to really know your way around. <laughs> Will you help me find a few things? <laughs> I'm just now getting into beer. Do you have any suggestions? And he's wearing one of their, like, polos or whatever. And I was like, do you work here? And he said, yeah, man, I'm a whiskey guy, but, you know, you seem to know about beer and really like to hang out here, so could you show me some stuff? I felt like a total, like, beer creep. I felt like a, a beer pedophile is what I felt like. Uh, Just waiting on Miliardo texting me back. I'm, I'm walking around the store, sending texts. It was weird. It was, it was an interesting day. It's an interesting way to think of yourself. It wouldn't have been so bad if Indiana didn't suck so hard tend to agree with you there so beer number one fucking parched <laughs> all right so we are drinking five different hefeweizens today and they were very difficult to find we ended up failing ultimately um because i had to get one that you guys don't have and corrales has one that uh freedom and i don't have and freedom has one that corrales and i don't no. have so we have four of the same nope. and one wild card none of that's true miliardo what <laughs> well one part one part of it is true we failed we failed in finding those the beers that we intended on getting. The okay. the issue is that Indiana sucks a big one. That's it. <laughs> That's the issue. It doesn't have anything to do with what I have and what you don't have. It's all about Indiana needing to get its damn act together, uh, and uh, get get self respecting beers like Francis Connor. Well, I've already told you. It's just you know, there's only so far these trucks want to go off the paved roads before they're just like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't care." <laughs> fuck, fuck Indiana. I'm not fuck going to the Great White Indiana. North. Indiana, <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw a polar bear. I'm going home. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hiding in a cornfield. Uh, the four beers <laughs> that we all have: we all have the Polliner Hefeweizen, the uh, Vidmer Hefeweizen. Is that Vidmer or Widmer? I think it's Vidmer, well, I mean, right? I know how we say it around here. I mean, if it was German, <laughs> it'd be Vidmer, but they're they're made in like Oregon or right. something. So, eh, it's Widmer. 
All right, Widmer, whatever. Don't get all fancy on me. <laughs> we also have two different beers from uh, Weinstefaner. We have the Weinstefaner Hefeweizen and the Weinstefaner Kristallweizen. And the wild cards that we have, I have another Hefeweizen by Widmer Brothers, which is Brother from Another Mother. And, Carlos, what do you got besides the other main four? I've got the uh, Franziskaner because I refuse to not drink Franziskaner uh, when I'm doing a tasting of Hefeweizen's. And um, screw you, Indiana. So <laughs> I'm I'm drinking a Franziskaner for you, Miliardo. I appreciate Honestly, that. I'm drinking for my homie. I'm drinking for my homie. It is sacrilege what I'm doing right now. I agree. Freedom, what you got? What's your fifth uh, wild card beer? That's the longest beer name ever, Corrales. Thank you. Um, I've got the Hayinger <laughs> Brauweiss, but I wish I had what Corrales is having. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, who would? Again, douchebag Indian Knights for not supplying such great beer. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And I know, yeah. Freedom, I know you really want to drink, but there's something else we have to do, too. We do. We do. Um, <laughs> one thing One thing we need to do, we need to go ahead and do our predictions, which one's going to be our most favorite and our least favorite. And I'll start. Just based on the list, I'm not sure. I've had each one of these. I don't remember exactly which ones they taste like. But just from memory of how well I remember each of them tasting, which isn't much, I guess, I feel like my my most favorite is probably going to be Polliner, Hefeweizen, and my least favorite. (sighs) It's a toss-up between Widmer and the uh, Weinstefaner Cristal, but I think I'm going to go with the Cristal as my least favorite. But you, Carlos, what is your what are your predictions? It's tough because, well, the least favorite is tough for me because I I think I'm gonna like every single one of these beers. In fact, I I know I like every single one of these beers. You're a big Hefeweizen guy. I'm a big Hefeweizen guy, and you know, as my palate's changed and I've been drinking more beer, you know, I've really gotten into the more hoppy stuff. I drink a lot of IPAs. I drink a lot of pale ales now, but Hefeweizens will always have a special place in my heart because, in many ways. They're really the first beers that I really got into. And Franziskaner, for me, is uh, which I think will absolutely be my favorite. Franziskaner is like right there with Guinness um, for me. I mean, that's like, you just don't mess with that. Like, that's a sure. a champion beer. That's the a Hall of Fame beer. So I think that'll be my favorite. Uh, my least favorite, again, um, that's really tough. Um, I know I'm going to like them all, which is a great thing oh. to know going into one of these, but I think, uh, I think my least favorite is probably going to be, oh man, um, beer's getting warm. <laughs> oh, freedom, freedom, freedom. Long and lingering, man. All for you, man. I think the, uh, Widmer, the American Heffy is going to be my least favorite. Uh, just because, I, I don't know, American Heffy sometimes don't seem to have as much flavor. They're very different. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you there. I think that's why I was lingering between the two. Like long and lingering, or just yeah, like yeah, I was about lingering. to say, were you lingering for just, a long just time? Just regular. Just, okay. Were you lingering for, yeah. With a, but anyway, I think, I think I'm think i going to put Widmer Brothers as my least favorite. Again, I like it. I know I'm going to like it, but I think that will be my bottom. Miliardo? For me, I think that... And this is, I'm going to get this wrong. I know I am because I haven't had a Polliner in years, but I remember Polliner being close to Franzi in my heart back in the day. 
I don't know if you you guys remember. This, I remember but... it being your favorite. I totally remembered that. Like when we when I bought it, I was like, this used to be Miliardo's jam. Well, remember we used to get those uh, pony kegs of polliner for the apartment. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Heinekens and stuff too. And do you guys remember that one time one of those pony kegs exploded and we had to put it in the bathtub and it all just went down the drain? That was a sad day. <laughs> but um, oh. I have to say, Polliner, even though uh, because it's been so long, I feel like that's based on memory and not fact. And I'll probably get that wrong, but I got to just because of where my heart lies. And I think my least favorite is going to be the brother from another mother, which I remember having that one for one of the badges untapped and thinking this is their their uh, B team Hefeweizen, and there's a there's a reason for that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not not looking forward to that one, but uh, yeah, well, I'd be uh, happy to be surprised. Cool. All right, first beer. Let's do it. Let's drink. Let's drink some Heffies. Actually, one one more thing. One more thing. No, no, God, what the hell? Come on, freedom. Let's get this going. All right, let's drink the first one, and then we'll talk about it. There we go. All right. All right, for freedom, whiny little bitch. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Good lord. All I know is that that is, in fact, a Hefeweizen. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> tough, guys. Yeah, this is I... a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mine tastes yeah. a little um, champagne-y. Maybe bubbly. Bu- bubblier than what I'm used to. You know, because I feel like Hefeweizens have a little bit of body to it. This one tastes very light, but it's very carbonated, bubbly. Um. But it tastes a little, I don't know what that is. I don't want to say it's sour, but it's, um, maybe it's just flat, kind of flat tasting. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think most wheat beers sort of have like that waxy, it's, it reminds me of like the, the unflavored chapstick. I know that seems weird, but like. I don't wear chapstick, like a, so I'm not like sure a, what that I don't know, like. like a light sweetness to it. I don't wear chapstick, but I do eat it, so I'm right with you there, Corrales. I know exactly you what you're there talking you about. There you go. <laughs> there you what? go, you weirdo. Okay. Sometimes you want a minty snack. Sometimes you want a cherry what? snack. You can get like a value oh, pack, and you got all that shit on lockdown. And then you're like, hey, good news, guys. My tongue has SPF 45. All right. You're good to you're go. You're one of those guys. You're good to go. You're one of those fucking weirdos. <laughs> And all, your poops, on, just, uh, my and all your poops just go so easily. They do. They slide right out. They're shiny. They float. It's, bu- it's totally brilliant. You don't have to use toilet paper anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, you were saying. Sorry. I don't even know how I would rate It doesn't taste very good. So just based on my prediction of my least favorite, I guess I'm going to start this one as Crystal. What you got, Krauss? <laughs> I, this is gonna be tough, guys. Seriously, like I, I um, I don't really remember the differences between Polliner and Weistefaner. I'm not even a hundred percent. I'm gonna be able to pick the Franziskaner, and that freaks me out a little bit. But I disagree. I think you will. I hope so. For my first one, I'm gonna go Polliner, and the reason is because if I'm remembering right, Polliner had like a. It's it's not a Dunkel. I mean, it's it's just a vice beer. It's not a dark one. Which thank God, because Dunkles are—I just don't like Dunkles, guys. But um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, they're just—they're just too sweet. They're like syrupy sweet. Not, I don't like that. But, but to me, Polliner, if I'm remembering right, it had like a little bit of a sweet, almost like a banana bread taste to it. Yeah, I think Polliner and Franzi both have a bit of a banana flavor in the they background. Do. Absolutely, they do. And I remember, and that's what's—that's what's, that's what's kind of hanging me up. It's like, am I drinking Franzi or am I drinking Polliner? But I think. From my recollection, 
Polliner had a little bit more of like a darker, sweeter flavor to it. So my first one, I'm going to lock it in for right now, Polliner. All right. I know I'm certainly drinking a German beer, and that make, I know that makes me sound like a snob, but like... <laughs> There's a there's a creaminess to it that I I remember for a fact that Widmer did not have that same creaminess. Um, Who's Widmer? <laughs> Widmer, oh, Widmer. I'm not really. A, oh, that can be part of our Scottish accent later. Talk about Widmer Brothers. Excellent Jesus. Scottish accent. Jesus. Um. So, so Vidmir, I I think that this one is probably the uh, Weinstefaner because I'm really not getting – it's smooth, it's delicious, but I'm not getting any kind of taste that I remember, which, again, it's been years, so I'm hoping I would remember Polliner's taste. So I'm putting me down for Weinstefaner for number one. Which one? Oh, the uh, Hefe, the Hefe. And done. Beer number two, fellas? Yes. Two, let's do it. Oh man, this one is magical compared to the first one. Just absolutely magical. And um, not to take away from what uh, Corrales was saying, but I mean, this one certainly has a banana smell overpowering more than anything. Um, not so much in the taste, but more in the smell for me. Um, it's very delightful. I don't know what I'm going to guess on it yet, but I just oh, delightful, to... huh? Oh man, it is. It, Look at your boy. Compared to the one, compared to the one I just had, yes, this is much. Yeah. Much of an improvement, and yes, it does smell very delightful, like banana bread, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm. yeah. I am gonna stick my pinky up on this one, guys. I'm worried. The the te- I'm getting an overwhelming banana flavor, and when yeah. I say overwhelming, I mean oh. I don't actually like it. Oh, okay, too much. Okay. Yeah, and the reason that worries me is I'm looking at the five. I think the only one this could be is Polliner, which would mean that Polliner. If I'm right, I don't think I'm going to like Polliner as much as I thought I did. Well, you have to compare it to three others, right? Sometimes yeah. you grow apart from the ones you love, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you just yeah, got to let them, you just got to let them go, Miliardo. Sometimes, you know, Coors isn't your favorite beer and it's the beast. Freedom. And, <laughs> I'm going to burn your house down, Freedom. <laughs> I'm burning your house down. <laughs> Such a douche. I'm going to have to find that clip of the sad child running away from home and looking over his shoulder that sad piano music and play it right there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find that. There's got to be a way to do that. We'll see. Please do. Please do. Yeah. So you're guessing Polliner? Yeah, Mark Polliner for number two. <laughs> I'm not by myself. I got five yeah. of my best Hefe friends right here. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think Vidmer for mine. It's creamy. It's definitely got that unfiltered uh, Hefeweizen flavor to it. I definitely don't think it's the Cristal. Uh, but it does not have the banana nut bread flavor that you get for me out of most of the traditional Germans. It tastes a little thinner. Uh, not bad, just a little thinner. So I'm going to go Vidmer. But again, anything is subject to change, honestly, at this point. And hey, I wanted to say something. Did You you know, Miliardo, when we were trying to figure out what beers we could find, and we were talking about how much, you know, Indiana sucked the big one and all that. We were looking at some wheat beers, and I got to wondering, like, what's the difference between a Hefeweizen and a wheat beer? And I did some looking. Do you guys know the difference between a Hefeweizen and a wheat beer? Actually, we have that on record. That's on one of our pubcasts. Well, I thought we talked about that, but... Yeah, it's on one of the pubcasts. I actually don't remember what we said, but okay. I remember you and I got in a heated heated debate about that. And I, I uh, there was a website I pulled up. 
Well, because the only thing that I can find that defines a Hefeweizen versus a Weiss beer is that it it has yeast and sediment still in it. Oh, but to me, there's a lot of wheat hip, beers right? out there that's that are unfiltered. You can get yeast and yeah, residue. Yeah. You can get that in like an amber. I, like I've had really, I've had residue in all kinds of types of beers. You know, not just vice beers. Yeah, but like the word Hefeweizen means yeast wheat. Huh. And I all I can find is that a Hefeweizen is an unfiltered wheat beer. So like technically the Cristal well, that okay. we're drinking is not really a Hefeweizen. It's a, it's a Cristal. And one of the beers that I put out there, the Hacker Shore, or however the fuck you say that when you're not a German. Hacker Shore. Um, yeah. Hacker Shore. Hacker Shore. Uh, that one is, they call it a Weiss beer all over the bottle. You don't see the word Hefe anywhere, but then when you check it in on Untapped, it says it's a Hefeweizen. and that's how I knew. So, that yeah, the, those lines must be blurred huh. to some extent. Yeah. It's got to be minute differences. I feel like that they are brewed very, very similarly. And I know that coriander is one of the ingredients that may make the difference, potentially. But also with Hefeweizens, I feel like I remember this correctly, Hefeweizens have that banana part in it Mm -hmm. more so than other wheat styles. And where do you draw that line? I think it's the banana for me. That's where I draw the line. I don't know. Well, think about it. Think about these words that you hear with beer. You hear wit. You hear wheat, you hear white, you hear vice, and you hear hefeweiss, dunkelweiss. I mean, where do you draw the line? Because I would never, ever, ever say that a a wit beer is the same thing as a hefeweizen. You know? Yeah, no, it's not. It's completely, not completely, but very. Well, they're both wheat, but they do. I mean, yeah, like if you if you were to put a wit beer in here or a white beer in here, it would stick out like a sore thumb. So I agree. It would. Like it would. There is a line. I just don't know so what you it would, is. So you wouldn't even classify Allagash White. That was one of the ones we were looking at. You wouldn't classify that as a Hefeweizen, would you? That's a white. Right. Absolutely not. I would classify it as a wheat, but not yeah. a Hefe. And if you, if and like I said, if it was in this lineup, I feel confident that we would all pick it out, no problem. Sure. So there, I mean, there is some type of divider, but I mean, you know, I think a lot of it too is styles. Yeah. As we've already said, a German Hefe and an American Hefe. I've never had an American Heffy that made me think of Franziskaner or Pauliner or or Meisel's Weiss. You know, I mean, they really do. There's something different. And 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 honestly, kudos to the Germans because they're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I I agree. And I think we're not. And I think we're not. You know what, though? I don't don't think the American style is, yeah, it's no good. Here's the thing. Like, if you get a Sam Adams Heffy, if you get a Widmer Heffy, you're going to be a little disappointed if if you're a fan of the Germans. However, I have found that if you go to these, you know, really small brick and mortar brewery, they make it there. They don't send mm-hmm. it anywhere. Yeah. Some of those people can make legit hefes that can they yeah. can rival e- even the best out of Germany. But for some reason, but you know why? It's probably because it's not pasteurized. It's not filtered. They don't have to do any of that stuff because they keep it cold there and they don't have to ship it anywhere. Man, they're probably spending all their money that they could be spending on a bigger warehouse on importing. Good ass ingredients from Germany. That's what it is. <laughs> like good hops. <laughs> they just copycatting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but like what you, Corrales just said is spot on. I don't think you can find a good. On, and okay, so beer's getting warm. But like, fuck you. But like, uh, I can't even do Corrales' thing. Long and lingering. I gotta get my own. Just, just fuck you. God damn it. Um, <laughs> just like fuck you. you can't get a gr- a great a great half of ice like that in America mm-hmm. that's distributed. 
wide. And I don't know why that is. It's just like nobody's done it. All right, beer number three? Third beer, let's do it. Uh, Not quite. Freedom is saying Polliner for number two. And beer number three. <laughs> All right, beer number no, three. No, no, no. Y'all, y'all went on a tangent. Ready, go. Suck it, Freedom. Oh, this smells so good. I haven't even tasted it yet, and it smells so good. This is not at all good. This is terrible. I don't even know what to do with this. I don't think it's a Hefeweizen. And that was probably my first one. I'm not saying that's what you should guess, but I think you got what I got on my first one. This is either Brother from Another Mother or the Crystal Weiss beer. I have no idea what the Crystal Weiss tastes like. Um, I'm going to say Brother from Another Mother just because I remember not really liking that one. But, uh, yeah, that's my number three. I don't know, guys. I'm going Wine Stefan or uh, Hefe on mine. I really think that Hefe quality is that banana. And I could be proven completely wrong, but I'm getting that banana smell. It's very light on the taste, but that's what's drawing me to that German Hefe quality. So that's what I'm guessing. Uh, All right, so my third, it doesn't have that kind of dark, rich... Uh, banana nut bread flavor to it. It's got like a definitely the heffy body, but it's light in flavor. Um, I don't know. You know, mine's the same way, kind of. It's very, it's much lighter than the first one I had, but I still kind of got a smell on the banana. Oh man, I don't know. Beer's getting warm. I know. <laughs> you know, suck along and lingering. All right. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Vice Stefaner, but I I don't. I don't know. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm really afraid that I can't pick out Francis Conner. <laughs> this is going to be another Coors Light Milwaukee's Beast right here. Yeah, Ouch. I don't want to do that again. I can't. I just can't do that again, guys. <laughs> that's a dark place in your life. You, you don't care to revisit. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go back to that, man. That's a, that's a dark corner. I just don't want to do here's, that. But here's the deal. That's okay. I see nothing wrong with that. Why, why why, are we afraid of finding a beer that you actually think tastes better? Look at Freedom, the seeker of truth. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Miliardo's example. Okay, he remembers Polliner being a great beer back when. And like we've all said, our taste buds develop differently over time. Sometimes you like different things. Scotch is your biggest example. You didn't drink scotch back when you thought uh, Franz Esconner was your favorite beer. Here's the thing, Freedom. It would be like, man, your your mommy's cooler than my mommy. I wish your mommy was my mommy. Those are I don't. Those are uncomfortable feelings. I love my mommy, and I love my Franzi Scanner. <laughs> so, can you put that into a bit, like a? I love my mommy. A segue. Yeah, we can make that happen. <laughs> segue into his whiskey corner. Big shout out. Big shout out, Mommy Corrales. That would be Corrales Senior without the penis, right? Isn't that how that works? Yes, that's the one. It's yeah. really confusing when you use pseudonyms. <laughs> Can we do a halfway through favorite, least favorite? Yes, that's a that's a good point. Thank you. Uh, Milliard, I feel like you're being a dick right now. Like I feel like you're doing that on purpose. Because you're trying no, to put good. me on the spot. <laughs> no, 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 so no. I can't, it's actually so good. So that I can't identify which one is Franziskaner. And so I have to make a decision without all the details. <laughs> no, it's actually going to give you more details. It's actually giving you more details. <laughs> yeah, you, it's not final. Look, it's just the tip, man. It's just the tip. We can stop at any time you feel uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's it's cool. <laughs> I just need to say the safe word. So <laughs> the safe word is Franz's Gunner. This is what we all need to do. We need to all <laughs> we need to all drink. 
Was that a was that a duct tape Sorry. rape joke? I feel like I should edit that out. That's a little dark. I think no. <laughs> <laughs> duct tape changes Franz's Connor to mm 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 mm. <laughs> oh man. Oh Jesus. All right, so this is what we need to do. We need to all go back through each of our three, unless you know off the top of your head, and take in a couple of sips and say which one we know. Number one is my favorite, hands down. Okay, and which one's your least favorite? Oh, shit. Damn it. So take take sips between if two and three. If one of these is Franz's Sconner, I'm stabbing one of you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that, actually. Yeah, if you can find me in Northwest Cornfield number four, you can get me. All right, now see, here's the deal. All right. Okay, no, it's two or three. Two or three. That simple. Two or three. And you can always come back. We've got four and five. That's right. My least favorite is definitely three. Okay. But hold on. Beer's getting warm. <laughs> I don't, like, I like one and two actually a lot. Yeah. I like both of them. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. To me, two tasted a little bland at first, but I think it was just because one really had a lot of that banana flavor to it. And uh, now that I'm going back and I'm tasting two after kind of resting my taste buds a little bit, I like two as well. Well, I can put a little asterisk next to number two and then you just, just come back to it. You may like it better after you've had four and five. You never know. All right. Just put asterisks by it, but three is definitely my least favorite out of the ones I've done. All right. Miliardo. Um, For me, definitely three is my least favorite. I think I just said something like it tastes like ass before, but I want to I want to extrapolate. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: what I'm drinking right now, which I Beer's think is more. brother from another mother, number three, my least favorite. It's not a bad beer, but if you expect to drink a Hefeweizen and you drink this, it's kind of like expecting to drink a glass of milk and getting orange juice. You're just like, what the fuck was that? Um, it tastes very much like a Grolsch or a uh, Kolsch. Do you guys know what those, that kind of Euro lager yeah. flavor? A little flatter. That's oh, exactly yeah. what it tastes. It tastes like a Euro lager, and that was just very surprising to me, expecting a Hefe. But it's still, of the three, this is by far the worst, number three. And uh, number, I'm going to currently say number one is my favorite, but just like you said, Corrales, it was the opposite for me. I drank number one, which was kind of bland. Number two had a huge hit of banana. And after drinking a lot of number one and then going to that banana, it was too intense and I didn't like it. But now going back and forth, it's still pretty good. So both of them are very good, but I'm actually going to lean on the side of number one, which for me is the more bland one um, as my current favorite. You're up, Freedom. Two is my favorite. One is my least favorite. Next. All right. Next beer. Beer number four. You can use that as a soundbite. Love it. I actually want to talk about the soundbite. What soundbite? The Son one that bitch. sounds like us taking a huge hit on a water bong. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I hear that, it's like, are we just ripping a bong? Is that what we're doing? Okay. Do you want to know what that really is? Sure. When we started this, this was the first segment we ever did, was a beer taste test. And so... Number one, I didn't have a good microphone. Number two, I didn't know how to find uh, royalty-free sound effects. So I was like, fuck, I got to make my own, right? So that's exactly what I fucking did. I was at work, like during work hours, uh, recording this. Ripping a bong? No. Just ripping a bong. And I have my microphone (laughs) on my desk, 
And the clink sound you hear is my coffee mug that I drink every day, clinking the desk. The okay. sipping sound is me sipping coffee. And, oh, the tink sound was me hitting the, my coffee mug against a spoon. I hit a, a spoon on my coffee mug. That was it. That was all I had to make that. And Dude. it's a little, it's a little, uh, it's a little old school. But I feel like all things considered. No, here's the deal. It's pretty, pretty good. I already had a tremendous respect for what you've been uh, able to actually do with our drunken shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Now I have even more. You're over there getting all you're getting artsy with sounds and whatnot. Yeah, I invented a nice. pub sound, which was actually a coffee mug and a spoon and a rip on a water bong. I like it. <laughs> it's actually not the most creative thing I've ever done with a spoon. You can ask Mrs. Miliardo, but it's not. It's probably number Whoa now. two or th- uh, maybe. Whoa now, I'm not three. sure. Miss Miliardo and I are ready. I don't know if we're close enough for that talk. Yeah, yeah, maybe in a few years. That's fine. <laughs> Go on. Uh, beer number four <laughs> is, uh, I'm pretty sure this is a German beer. It's very different. And based on those two facts, I'm going to say this is the Crystal Weizen. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Fair assessment. It's creamy, but it doesn't have any of the Hefe flavors. Mm-hmm. And even the bland one was somehow more Hefe tasting than this one. And I don't even know how to describe that. You know? Assumed Hefe tasting. Well, it, no, it does. Like, I've gone back and forth. The other, the we bland one. We don't know what one, a Hefe tastes like. <laughs> We're, this is blind. We don't know. Well, that's true. I'm, I'm getting drunk. I'm, I'm old. I'm getting drunk as hell. I'm getting belligerent already. <clears throat> Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Freedom's over there trying to fight people. <laughs> Watch out. As long as we're not in a bar, we're good. That's what happens when Freedom gets warm beer in uh, Mass. I'm going to say this one is the uh, Crystal Weizen. All right. Cool. Um, I think mine is heavy, like a hef, like an assumed hef. <laughs> and, uh, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't actually have, it doesn't actually have the banana uh, smell that I generally assimilate. Assimilate? Is that the right word? That I generally assimilate? No, it's definitely not the right word. I don't think so. Associate. I don't think so, buddy. Uh, Associate. Associate. What does assimilate mean? That's when the Borg attack. That's like when you take one culture and you try to to bring (laughs) them into your culture, make them more like you. Assimilate. I like how Corrales went with the historical when one culture, and I went with the Borg. Um, When the Borg attack and... Conquer mankind. We will all be assimilated into the Borg. That's Star Trek. Fuck you guys. Chirp, chirp, dragon, chirp, dragon, chirp, chirp, dragon, 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 dragon. <laughs> so associate was the word I was looking for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's cool. But it, it, I don't get that smell or taste from this one specifically. Um, the banana. Um, I've only got two options to go with here. Either the Anger. Brauweiss, which is again German. Well, wait a minute. Is Ainger is that German? Is that a German? It is one? German. They make. I, I was telling Miliardo. I found out today they make uh, Optimator or Optimator or whatever. Which means they make Spotten. Which I. You know, that's that's all right. one big happy family. Oh yeah. You know what I found out, uh, Corrales? I didn't tell you this yet. I found out Hacker Shore again. However the fuck you say that is made by <laughs> Polliner. Oh, really? So huh. Polliner makes at least two Hefeweizens. Right. Huh. Is it my turn? No, um, I still have to guess on this one. I, I'm thinking this is no. the Anger. I'm just leaving it at that. All right. What you got, Corrales? 
Oh, man, I got a bunch of confusion, man. Um, so four is really different. It's got the body of a of the all the other Hefeweizens, but it's it there's actually a little bit of a hoppiness to it, and I, I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, I'm gonna have to change some stuff up. I think. Um, I think number four might be Vidmer or Widmer. Okay. So, so you all right? Got, number two, uh, number two is Polliner. Okay. So now you got. I think I'm one. all wrong, guys. Uh, I think number. Okay. Are you about to make your mama cry? I f- I feel like you're about to make your mama cry. No, I'm gonna get my mama right. Is what's about <laughs> to happen. Like I'm about to identify my mama. Okay. Um, and here's my problem too, guys. I don't drink these beers without a lemon in them. And when I drink Franziskaner, there is a lemon lovingly cut and prepared for that beer. And not having lemon in the beers kind of throwing me off a little bit. How do you honestly. feel about orange in Franzi? No. Really? No. Not not even a little. Don't do that, Miliardo. All right, Freedom, when you give Corrales his uh, two cases of the Beast, yep. I'm going to personally hand him a nice, tall, ice-cold glass of Franziskaner <laughs> with a lime wedge right in the corner. Stripping down. I'll Spartan kick you in the face, Miliardo. <laughs> all right, so That's back to reality. One, back to reality. All right. Um, so the first one, I'm going Franziskaner. The second one, I'm going Pauliner. The third one, Wyan Stefaner. Wyan Stefaner. what you have. The fourth one, Widmer. And that leaves okay. my fifth has got to be the Crystal. Crystal. Okay. Done. Mic dropped. Boom. So are we uh moving on to beer number five? We, we can, yes. Let's rip that bot- water water bong. Butter butter wong. <laughs> the butter wong? <laughs> the butter wong. It sounds butter like wong. something Star Wars. Let's rip that butter wong. Bitches. <laughs> Alright. Corrales is getting drunk. <laughs> Alright. And we've talked about this. The German Hefeweizens are legit. And they're a step above whatever the fuck these Oregon bastards Vidmer trying to fucking do. I have two of these motherfuckers in my arsenal, and initially I thought this would be an advantage, because I could be like, oh, I'm going to be able to pick out the Vidmer from the German beers, but actually that's fucking obvious, like a (laughs) moron could do that. What I can't do is figure out which one's which. Don't do that to me, because I I don't know if I can, really, Arda. Oh, really? I have two beers here, and I got them side by side. One of them's clearly a Vidmer, one of them's clearly a Vidmer brother from another mother, and they're both bad in comparison to the other ones to me and I can't figure out which one's which I don't, I don't fucking know neither one of them tastes like a Hefeweizen to save their lives I'm gonna say five is um the Vidmer Brothers Hefe alright Corrales what you got yeah Corrales is fucked up I don't know what's going on right now I thought the Cristal would stand out to me like the texture would be different and if nothing else I'd be able to pick it up on texture and I, I think I've messed up um, pass. You pass. You can't fucking pass. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Oh, I said pass. it, bitches. Pass. pass. I said pass. Um, I'm gonna pass on well, this. One. I don't know if you can because really, there's only one <laughs> beer left. So, yeah, by default, yours is crystal. Yeah, right. it's not. I'm going to have to move some stuff, and I'm still working Holy through it. Holy shit, so, you're moving it again? No. You know what? They're locked in. 
They're locked in. No, no, I have to make changes, no, too. We, I have to make changes. Jesus. Jesus Christ. I'm just going to lock mine in because I really don't know. What's your number five? By default, is Widmer. Okay. Let me do mine real quick while Corrales is thinking. <laughs> I'm going to say number three is the Widmer Hefeweizen, and I'm going to say number five is the Widmer uh, Brother from Another Mother because five was actually way worse to me than three. So does this make your number five the yeah. least? Okay. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask you guys to vote on this, and I'm going to go with whatever you say because I honestly am so torn on this issue. I can't come with a good good choice. Number one for me is the more bland. Number two was the one that tasted more like bananas. For me, number one is hands down, if I had to drink four of these, I would pick number one every time. However, in the same way that sometimes you want a fuck-me-up-the-ass IPA, I could totally see how I would say, if I'm drinking one beer tonight, I want it to be number two because that is the essential... Hefeweizen. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that, I totally see that. So there's a difference between a six-pack beer and a single beer. There's some beers that's like, I'll drink this all damn day. And then there's some beers like, I want one of those. And that's it. I'm really struggling to figure out what my favorite is. Like, what would you guys do? Would you pick the favorite that you could drink five of? Or would you pick the favorite that's like, this is the best in show Hefe, but I don't want to fucking drink more than one of these motherfuckers because it's intense. You know what I'm saying? That one. You would pick that one? I would pick the one where it's like once you drink it, you're like, I'm done. I'm complete. (laughs) Isn't that what the beer's supposed to accomplish? Right. Is like meeting your goals of what you want to drink that day? If I wanted to drink four or something, I would just fucking buy some uh, Milwaukee's Beast. You know what I'm saying? Suck a dick. (laughs) I think what what I was going to say was going to be very, very similar to what Corrales said. I was going to say take one beer, take one of the two, Take a sip of it. I'm just saying, go ahead and do that. No, I'm doing this as you're talking. I'm legit doing this. This is an act. When you talk, I fucking do, Freedom. I don't know if you know that. I listen. Oh, okay. All right. Now, now set the cup on the ground and open your ass cheeks and (laughs) squat vigorously. I mean, this is getting a little weird, but I'm still doing it. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm doing it. I'm doing but it. I'm doing it. I'm hoping this all comes back around to figuring out which is my favorite beer. But now, when I say taste it, I mean taste it really hard. Like, like not hard, but taste it. <laughs> you know, with it, your butt. You know, <laughs> with. Your... <laughs> <laughs> we are all so fucked up. It's not even funny. But basically, taste it like it would be a wine tasting. You know, like take it. Uh, smell it really well and and swish it throughout your mouth if that's the way you taste beer like when you or your butt if that's the way you taste beer or whatever. your butt you have just open up and funnel it down in there right <laughs> grab your favorite funnel are you are you wanting um, me to do an ass beer bong basically uh, no no this is a this is a beer bong enema if you do we have the perfect sound effect for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm getting drunk. Anyway, so you just you just taste both beers objectively. I mean, close your eyes, drink them, taste them how you would normally taste a new beer to you, right? And you would just objectively say, okay, which one makes me happiest? 
which one am I like, man, this is so good, and I, I'm relaxed. I'm good. Here's the thing. When I drink one, which I believe is Vine Stefaner, and when I drink two, which I believe is Pauliner, I say I drink one first, then I drink two, and I say, fuck, I don't like that. Then I drink two, and I'm like, like if I wait for a few minutes, I drink two, I'm like, that's good. I drink one, I'm like, this is, tastes like nothing. So based on that, whatever beer I drink first makes the other one seem less good. But I believe that number two is more in the the heart and soul of what a Hefeweizen should be. I'm really torn on this, I've, and I, I mean it when I would say, if I had to drink one of these, only one tonight, I would drink number two. If I had to drink two or three of these at like a meal, I would drink number one. So, but based on all that information, what you guys put in too, I'm going to say two is my favorite. I'm going to say five is my least favorite, and I'm locking in my original guesses. Aside from the fact that I had switched three and five, but like the last thing that I said, three is the uh, the Hefe and five is the brother from another mother. I'm locking those in. Yep, none of mine change. This is freedom. Out. Damn it. Damn it, freedom. I needed more time. Wait, do you stand by your favorite and least favorite? Favorite and least favorite actually did not change going from uh, beers four and five. Um, so my favorite is still number two, and my least favorite is still number one. And I've got a lot of warm beer to drink, so. <laughs> not excited about that. All right, I'm locking. All right. I've got some changes to make, gentlemen. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. The more I drink, the more confused I get. And a lot of it, a lot of it is sort of what uh, what Miliardo said. It's like I'll drink one beer, and if it's if, if it's really intense and it's got a lot of that uh, banana bread flavor, then I'll drink the next beer, and it's like, well, this beer tastes like bland. But then I'll come back to it, and it doesn't taste bland at all. And it's just it's really mixing me up over here. Um, so here's my list. You ready, Freedom? Uh, yes, sir. All right, here we go. All right, number one, Polliner, which was my original choice. Number two, Franziskaner. That is my favorite. Number three, Weistefaner. Number four, Vidmer. And number five, Kristall. My least so, favorite is the Vidmer. Okay. All right, the big reveal. Here we go, fellas. All right, uh, I'm going to go first. I believe I said that was a Weinstefaner, and it is a Weinstefaner Hefe. I got one point for Miliardo. Oh, hell yeah. Bam. Well played. Well played, Miliardo. Golf clap. Golf clap. clap, clap it's clap, amazing clap, how much clap, a golf clap, 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 clap sounds like masturbation over a cheap microphone. <laughs> Did it really sound like that? It really does. It sounds I, I, He's like, I'm going to give you a golf clap. Fat, 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 uh, Well, I didn't want you to know I was jacking off, but that's kind of what I was doing. But whatever. I did it for you, Milliardo. I'm honored that me getting beers correct turns you on. I really am. I'm honored. I don't, I'm just that into beer, man. Just that into beer. Oh, sure. So it has nothing to do with me. Fine. Whatever. I, I wasn't excited. Fine. I guess I got this beer bong out again for nothing. Holy shit. All right, Freedom. Before the gayness goes uh, any further. What's yours? So I, I I finished mine, and uh, this is the one that I noted as my least favorite, um, and it's uh, I got it wrong. I originally thought it was Crystal, 
is actually Widmer. I had a thought of what the crystal would taste like, and I think that affected my guesses. Right, and I and I obviously I, am I thought the crystal wrong, so I would fear, be easier to identify. And I fear that my guesses are going to be way off if that's what I thought the crystal tastes like, and it was completely wrong. So you're saying shit's about to pop off, like so, something's about to go down. Yeah, I I fear for the worst here. I really do. <laughs> but you know, it's good to note though that at least at a minimum. The Widmer, the American Hef, is my least favorite, and that kind of solidifies that, hey, the Germans know what they're doing. And we that's what we kind of... The Germans do know what they're doing. Like, well done, Germans. (laughs) Dear Germans, you don't (laughs) do a lot right. I mean, Holocaust. (laughs) You fucked some things up, right? Like, that wasn't cool. The Nazis. But uh, you you got Hefeweizen. You got Scheisse porn. I mean, if you're into that. Right. Um, you got, uh, you got, I gotta uh, look that up. cars, bro. Cars, man. Porsche, Audi, BMW, Mercedes. Well done, Germans. It's just like the 911. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Fuck Jesus you. Christ. Fuck you. You know what I say about the 911? Yeah, everyone knows what I say about the 911 because I say it multiple times, Miliardo. <laughs> A long and lingering penis for you, buddy. All right. Is it kind of like the Carrera? <laughs> I swear. I'm getting new friends. I'm putting applications out on Craigslist tomorrow. Both of you bitches are replaceable. All right. I'm not worried about it. I'm getting new friends. I am getting new friends. We're going to do our own pubcast. Aww. It's going to be a rival oh, pubcast. Sorry. Yeah. The 1069. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> All right, Corrales, what you got? All right. So I said it was Pauliner. It is. Son of a bitch, it's Franz Esconner. Ooh! That wasn't his favorite either. Oh, no. It was my second favorite. And as and honestly, guys, <laughs> as I was chugging it, I was like, shit, this is Franz Esconner. <laughs> I should have just chugged him. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Your mama don't love you no more, Corrales. God, my mama don't know. It's I don't love my mama no oh, more, man. and that bothers me. <laughs> That's unfortunate, bro. But that's okay. That's all right. We're learning. It's a learning day. Beer number two. What did I say it was? You said it was Pauliner and your favorite. Wow. Okay then. Beer number two is in fact the Weinstefaner Crystal Weizen. Holy so, shit! Yeah. Corrales is still in the game. Correct. Do you know what this means? To me, a crystal vison is more of a hefeweizen than hefeweizen. <laughs> than hefeweizen. <laughs> Apparently. Milliard is like, you know what I think about yeast? I think fuck yeast. That's what I think. I don't need yeast. <laughs> Jeez, that, that blows my fucking mind. I thought I was going to five for five this. Man. Hey, you're wrong. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Sorry, but... Jeez. Corrales and Miliardo have both officially had their worlds shattered just now. Freedom, something's got to happen. Come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry. I I, I really am. I'm very sorry. I hate that for you, man. (laughs) Um, So, my number two, I also noted as my favorite. Um, I guess that it was Pauliner as well as you, Miliardo. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Wow, 
It's the Wyan Stefaner Crystal is my favorite as well. Damn. There you go, buddy. That, that is was legit. Your favorite. That is legit. Yeah, and that was my favorite. Wow, what a little bitch. So two favorites for Crystal. So Corrales, how's your number two? <laughs> All right, number two. I mean, honestly, it's gonna. It's. I mean, it's gonna be wrong. I said it was Franzi, and it is. Do you want to change it? No. Well, it is. I like that. I like that ballsy move. It's the Weisterfader. Oh, I could have changed it. Why did I not change it? I don't know. (laughs) That wasn't. That wasn't ballsy, Miliardo. That was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So the Hefe is your favorite. That was so dumb. All right. I need some help here. What did I say number three was? You said it was the Widmer. Okay. I'm going to stick with number three is Widmer. I'm going to go with it. Number three is the, it says WB, Widmer Brothers, right? Yeah. All right. I got that right. And I finished my number three also. Uh, I guessed that it was the Wyan Stefaner Hefe. And I'm incorrect on this one, too. Uh, number three was Anger. The Anger Browweiss. Eh, shit. 0 for 3 on this part. <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, well done. This is rough, guys. Good lord. Wait, okay, so let's do a little quick pause here while Corrales is getting his, his uh, nuts together here. Um, <laughs> Freedom has zero points. Miliardo, if I'm correct, has two points, right? Correct. Yes, Meliardo has two. Corrales has zero. Freedom has zero. Corrales, just in case you were confused on previous episodes, this is what a commanding lead looks like. This <laughs> particular thing here is what a commanding okay. well, lead you know what? looks like. Here's the deal. Uh, Freedom, I want you to mark my words. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, shit. And go. Okay. Uh, I will get the next three correct. And Miliardo can suck on a long and lingering. All right, so my number three is going to be a polliner. So you're changing okay. it to polliner, okay? I am. You want to mark it? You want to mark that uh, shit? Yep, doing it now. Did you do it? All right, down the hatch. Yep. And it is a. It's a polliner. Well done, Cross. Are we on to beer number four? We are. On to beer number four. What did I say four was? You said four was the crystal. So I'm going to say number four then was what I thought number two was. I'm going to say it was polliner. In fact, number four is the polliner. So that was my big uh, big flaw. I switched the two. Which means number five I said was the brother from another mother. It is, in fact, the brother from another mother. It's got to be. Shit, that was terrible. What you got, Freedom? What's next? Mine has to be, because I, I originally said it was the A-inger, and I just had the A-inger for number three. Um, so mine's either got to be the pollen or the hef. And just from tasting it, I, I, I certainly hope number four is polliner. And, uh, yeah, it's polliner. So I got I got that one. Nice. Which means my number five is hef, even though I, I still got to finish that one. Uh, why is Stefaner hef? Is it my turn? It certainly is, sir. Number four. All right. So I've already I've already chugged number four, because I'm confident that it's going to be the Vidmer Brothers, and I want to be ready to go ahead and chug my number five. So number four, Vidmer Brothers. Here we go. It is the Vidmer Brothers. Boom. Nice. Mark my words, bitches. 
Alright, so now I'm going to chug number five. It's going to be a victory chug. <laughs> the victory lap. And it is crystal. <sighs> Does anybody else <sighs> feel like we have been drinking homemade high calorie bread all night cuz that's that's exactly yeah. what i feel like like i feel like i've been drinking oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> like, oatmeal if if you could Ugh. take oatmeal and turn it into a beer that's what i've been drinking all night well freedom are you ready to do the scoreboard who won tonight's taste test well we'll start from the bottom how about that so the loser <laughs> i like it i like it seemed pretty obvious right but that would be myself freedom uh, got a oh. total of one point. Total of wow. one point. Yep, I got two half points, totaling one. Number two, this the first loser in this competition is Corrales. Yes, the first loser, second place. Corrales got three total points from the guesses, and one point. Uh, for guessing his most and least favorite. So he had a total of four points. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and our winner is Miliardo. Get some. He, had, um, he got uh, three and a half. He had three and a half total points in his guessing and one point uh, guessing his uh, most or least favorite. So that's a total of four and a half points okay. uh, for the winner, Miliardo. Miliardo, well played. I'd like to congratulate yes, sir. you. You too. I would not Very call that nice. a commanding lead. That is a that is an edged victory, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Actually, I would. I would call it commanding over me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next? Here's to cheating, stealing, fighting, and drinking. If you cheat, may you cheat death. If you steal, may you steal a woman's heart. If you fight, may you fight for a brother. And if you drink, well then friend, may you drink with me. Welcome to Corrales' Whiskey Corner. Let's drink some whiskey. Alright, so tonight we're drinking uh, Four Roses Single Barrel. Um, well, three of us are. Earnshaw is drinking something different. What are you drinking, Earnshaw? I'm drinking Old Forester, also a bourbon. But as something different, I guess some variety. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, and to be clear, this is Four Roses uh, single barrel, uh, not the small batch. Yeah, I got pretty excited when I saw what I thought would be forty bucks for seventeen, and then she's like, "Nope, that's not the right one. It's the forty dollar one." Did you get like plastic model? Did you get the the really cheap Four Roses? I went in and I okay again did not know what I was doing. Grabbed the first thing I saw that said four roses and it said bourbon. I'm like, this has got to be it. Seventeen bucks. And I go up and just on a whim, I'm like, is this the single barrel? She goes, no, no, that's the regular batch. This is the single barrel. It reaches to this nice glass bottle with like a leather collar and a wooden cork. <laughs> so whiskey, right? Whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So we're drinking. We're drinking. Okay, so we're drinking four roses. It's a bourbon and. What a bourbon means, uh, kind of real quick, is it's 51% corn uh, in its mash bill, and the rest can be rye um, or uh, wheat or barley. I think a bourbon has to be at least four years old. Um, that, that's correct, yes. But it's it's kind of it's one of those classic Kentucky bourbons. Um, and I say Kentucky bourbons because 
contrary to kind of popular opinion, you don't have to be from Kentucky to be a bourbon. Bourbons, there's actually several good bourbons that are coming out of Colorado now and several bourbons that are coming off of the West Coast. Um, but it is a traditional Four Roses. It's a traditional Kentucky bourbon. Uh, the distillery is right outside of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I just realized? Yeah. Kentucky being such a big place for bourbon, how cool would it be if once the Ark Encounter fails, because it's going to, because nobody's going to go there to keep up, you know, the giant boat that Ken Ham built. If that fails, how cool would it be to buy it and make a big-ass distillery on a big-ass recreation of Noah's Ark? Come on. Tell me that wouldn't be the coolest freaking distillery ever. That would be pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'd go there and drink some freaking Oh, I also would. Hell yeah. (laughs) And catch some Pokemon. Oh, absolutely. That's a whole you know, that issue. actually brings up a very important question. I know how <laughs> Freedom and Corrales feel about this. Earnshaw, have you accepted Pokemon Go as your lord and savior? <laughs> listen, listen, I have not. But Thank you, sir. all that Pokemon Go has made me think of is playing Super Smash Brothers with you guys. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, times. Oh, oh, I man. caught a Snorlax, and all I can think of is... Snorlax. You think he get the fuck off the <laughs> screen? The yeah, screen oh yeah, he was the big one that came and blasted the screen. The screen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I've said you got way left or way right. Earnshaw hears Snorlax and starts. He starts speed dashing to the side of the well, room. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you'll be happy to know I called a Snorlax day before yesterday. It was a big day. Oh God. shit! It was a big day. Thank you, thank you, sir. I don't play, but <laughs> I'll try to keep him contained. It, and I was toying around with her, and um, you know, I caught a couple things, and that was good enough for me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just okay. made me miss Super Smash Brothers. That's all it did. Well, sure. Well, sure. Earnshaw, no you, you gotta the song. The song says, "Gotta catch them all." Gotta catch them all. Right. Not <laughs> some. Right. Yeah. Not some. No. Not a couple. You gotta get all those little bastards. Just now, saying, when, you're, you're gonna be back, you, Earnshaw. I'll tell you what, once you catch them all and you have no wife and you have no life, <laughs> you always have my shoulder to cry on. Uh, unless it's my birthday. Unless it's your birthday. <laughs> then, and then, I you say, then you are nowhere to be found. Right. That's correct. If yes. I survived a bout with World of Warcraft, I think I can handle a little Pokemon. Yeah, I'll be all right. you got a point it's gonna, I'll make it. People are going to die. People are going to die, man. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> I kind of I've got a lot of respect for the Japanese because I think they really um, they really snuck that one in here on us. Uh, You know, all right. So we had Hiroshima, we had Nagasaki. Okay, (laughs) so you know, tens of thousands. (laughs) Are we really comparing? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Follow me on this. Follow me on this. Okay, I I teach history. I do this for a living. I do this for a living. Um, Freedom and uh, Golding, uh, Golding, Golding. This is the real deal. It's the real deal. So what what happened is Hiroshima Nagasaki, all right, and they're like, okay, you know, we're going to be peaceful. Um, we're going to be friendly with the United States. Cool. But just just wait. We're just going to sit on this for a little while, all right? And then they go to Nintendo, and they're like, Nintendo, we need you to come up with this game that gets Americans um, dead. Well, not yet. Not yet. They got to build it. They got to build it as a, as a program they, so that we accept it. So they're like, we want you to build this game to do that. And then yeah. go ahead. Yeah, dude, that's why I have so much respect for them. I mean, this is like and seriously sinister stuff. 30 years. <laughs> right. Just okay. follow me. All right. So follow they're like, yeah, we I'm want you to come up with this game. That's going to just appeal to Americans. And they're like, well, here's the deal. Like, Okay, Americans like owning things, and Americans are really shitty to their environment, 
and Americans like to collect things. So here's what we'll do. We'll put a bunch of cute little cuddly animals in this game, and you go around catching them. And then what you do is you force them to fight other animals, you know, like cockfighting. And so they come up with this game, and they're like, oh, yeah, those Americans, the American, those, those American bastards, those, those white devils, they're going to love this. All right, so then they get us hooked on Pokemon. And who here was not freaking hooked on Pokemon in, like, middle school on your Game Boy? Holy crap, what a game. All right, so they get us hooked, and then they're like, all right, let's buy our time. <laughs> let's wait till they become 30 and 40 right. and members wait till of they society. get older wait right. till they get driver's licenses you know but we've planted the seed you know and then the smartphone comes out all right and wasn't this and, an episode of south park and then they realize they have a <laughs> there was a pokemon actually, south park. there was a pokemon south park and it is sort of like this and um <laughs> and they're like here's what we'll do we'll get these people driving around breaking into homes trespassing on property, driving down the interstate, trying to catch these fucking animals, and they will kill themselves. And I think that's what's yeah. happening. So what you're saying is, last time Japan woke the sleeping giant, that was a bad idea. This time, they're just going to make the sleeping giant walk into a highway. Walk into a highway, chasing a Pikachu. And then, yes. no more sleeping I giant. I get it. That's what's happening. As a, counter, as a counterpoint, genius. let me just offer this. I feel like every app burns out after like three months right like everybody like lived and breathed candy crush like everybody was on that and then six months later nobody wondered about that right i've wondered about that prediction the longevity of it yeah yeah two months from now nobody will care yeah yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see if the japanese we're looking for the next big thing that's all it is gotta find all i'm saying is somewhere i guarantee you right now obama's chasing a pikachu and that that <laughs> is how that is how America is going to be brought to its knees by the Japanese. So, Corrales, sidebar. I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> I have a bottle of Four Roses single barrel, and I, you know, I didn't well, know what to do. Well, it works better if you take the no cork ice. out of the top. That's right, Ernest. No, Corrales. You remember how you and I were in, in Cub Scouts back in the day? Yeah, we were. What are Boy Scouts supposed to do? Uh, be truthful, trustworthy. Honest. I don't remember all of them. Prepared, damn prepared. it. Be prepared. We're supposed to be That's prepared. The one. That's Hell the yeah. one. Yeah. So I have a, I have a plain glass. I have a chilled glass. I have ice cubes. What the fuck am I supposed to do with, with okay. what I got here? I don't know what to do. All right. So, I, so I'm glad you asked that. And I've had a lot of conversations with people about that kind of thing. Like how how should you drink your whiskey? And um. I, for one, I tend to agree with Earnshaw. I think most whiskeys are best enjoyed uh, neat. But What does that mean? Use words we all understand, uh, please. N- no ice. <laughs> no ice. No ice. Just pour, right. it, in, pour it in a glass. Okay. Uh, Chilled and, glass, plain glass. Well, okay. Okay. So that brings up a whole other question. Okay. The way your taste buds work is when liquids are cool or cold, it basically mutes some of the flavors. Okay. Your taste buds aren't able to take in the flavors present in cold beverages the same way that they can in uh, room temperature beverages. So I guess I would say that if you really want to taste a whiskey and like make notes of it and like really figure out, okay, is this a whiskey I like or is this a whiskey I don't like, then you should probably drink it neat. Okay. Because you're going to get more flavors that way. It's going to be a lot easier 
to pick up certain things that make one whiskey different than another whiskey if it's at room temperature. So for that reason, I would recommend neat. I'm going to start off neat. However, however, as somebody who really enjoys whiskey and likes collecting whiskeys and really gets into the history of whiskey, and as someone who tends to drink their whiskey neat, I think people should enjoy whiskey however the hell they want to enjoy their whiskey. And I think that, you know, there are some days when I'm coming in from outside and it's hot or something like that, but I kind of have a taste for whiskey, which is sort of weird probably anyway. (laughs) But I will put some like uh, Freedom years ago gave me some cold soapstones and I'll put those in my whiskey because I just I don't want it cold. I just want it a little chilled. And by doing that, I'm not putting a bunch of water in it. Every once in a while, I want to make a whiskey into more of like a drink that I'll just kind of sip on for a while. Uh, Miss um, Corrales got me one of those little ice globe makers, um, and I'll put an ice globe uh, in my glass and let a little water mix in with my whiskey. Um, There's a lot of schools of thought when it comes to water. Um, A lot of really, really hardcore scotch drinkers will actually put a drop or two, and I and when I say drop, I really mean that, like a drop or two of water in a scotch because the the idea is that water opens up some of the, the flavors that you wouldn't get otherwise. Is that real, or is that some warm summer day shit? Um, it, I think it's real. I don't know All if right. the one drop thing does, but like, okay, so I was at a whiskey bar in Charleston, last year called the husk which is a really kind of famous whiskey bar it's super overpriced to be quite honest but it they've got a incredible whiskey selection and i was there with my brother-in-law and we're doing flights and we're trying different whiskeys and we tried a um a bourbon called a stag and it was a barrel proof stag which means it was 146 proof um, we drank it neat. That's, that's borderline dangerous <laughs> because when you buy a barrel proof whiskey, what that means is it's exactly what it sounds like. It means when they open up that barrel, whatever the whiskey, whatever the alcohol content is, that's Not what blended, you get in the bottle. Right? Yeah. They don't put any water with it. See, that's what people that get real hung up on. Don't put ice in your whiskey. Don't water down your whiskey, blah, blah, blah. They don't realize Water has already been put in their whiskey. Right. Making whiskey, one of the coolest things about whiskey is it is an art form. It has a lot of science. Obviously, distillation is a science, but um, it's an art form. You know, when you're putting whiskey in a barrel, you never really know exactly what you're going to end up getting. It depends on the weather. It depends on where the barrel is located in the storage house, which are called rick houses. Um barrels up at the top of the house where the warmer air tends to be that whiskey tends to get a lot darker it tends to age a lot more because what happens is the wood in the summer months expands and so it pulls the whiskey in and then in the winter months when the wood contracts it pushes the whiskey back out and that's what basically the barrels are breathing whiskey and that's what gives it that whiskey flavor. That's what gives it that smoky flavor, the oaky flavor that you get, especially in bourbons. And so what they do is when they take the whiskey out, you might have one barrel and the whiskey might be 150 proof when it comes out of the barrel 
because the barrel has lost so much water due to evaporation. You might have another barrel that was somewhere else in the rickhouse, and it might be at 130 proof because it didn't evaporate as much or it didn't get as warm in its part of the house. And so what they have to do, the master distiller comes in and decides how much water to put with that whiskey. Yeah, so that every single bottle of Jack Daniels, for example, every single bottle of Jack Daniels is, I believe, 90 proof. Well, that didn't happen by accident. They put water in it to make sure that it came out 90 proof. So I do believe that in order to understand really what a whiskey producer is putting out, you should try it neat at first. But if you want to experiment with ice, if you want to experiment with chilling, if you want to experiment with a few drops of water, to me, that's perfectly fine because ultimately um, that's what they did anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. So anyway, that was a really long explanation, but drink it neat, and then if you want to play around with it later, play around with it later. And you will get different flavors. I mean, there are certain whiskeys that I actually prefer over ice just because I like the flavor more over ice, you know? And this example for Freedom, Four Roses, I actually prefer over ice than neat. Four Roses is really good over ice. I agree. I'm not drinking mine over ice right now just for the sake of this segment. But I certainly prefer it over ice. Are we gonna try it? I'm thirsty. Yeah, let's do it. Let's My do it. My room temperature whiskey is becoming more room temperature. Uh, gentlemen, uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers, fellas. Slanja. Oh, that's so freaking good. So my throat's warm. This is why they put this shit in the Saint Bernard's thing, right? That's why they do yes. that. You know, yes, that Send is why they find do this. Frozen yep. people. Yep. Now, Miliardo, sir. You've had your first sip. What do you think? Like, what do you taste? So I could tell there were a lot of flavors there, but honestly, most of them I didn't pick up on because I was so focused on survival mode. Right, right. Bernie, burn, Bernie. What what does it taste sure. like? Bernie, burn, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I totally get how if you were past the burn, burn, you would be able to get a lot of weird things because it was different as it went on. The beginning was different from the middle, but different from the end. Good whiskey should develop into different flavors, you know? And a lot of times, honestly, I think that's one of the big differences between a good whiskey and a bad whiskey. Uh, Sometimes a bad whiskey, it's just sort of like, bam, you know, like this is what you get. It's really uninteresting. It's just a single flavor throughout. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to try to pick out flavor here, and I haven't cheated. I haven't looked at the label. Right. I'm going to see if I can figure this out. What I would suggest doing, it's it's really weird, but I actually kind of swish it in my mouth a little bit mm-hmm. when I'm trying a new one. And I don't actually swallow it right away. I kind of swish it. I let it sit on my tongue a little bit, and then I swallow it. Just a couple seconds. I'm going to be real. There are flavors there, but I can't really identify them because of the burn. I, I hadn't gotten past the burn. Yeah, the burn's the hard part. Just really like is. the self-sabotaging Democrats, I cannot get over the burn. <laughs> you can't get over the burn. <laughs> I got to take that a sip. Bu- Hang the on. burn is burn long is and long. lingering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll probably have to defer to your descriptions. I'm almost 100% sure this is like a rye bourbon. So still the 51% corn, but there's definitely like a high rye content. Because to me, your rye bourbons have more of a spiciness to them. Like a peppery taste to them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I could see, I can get pepper. I see that. Yeah. Um, where honestly, for you, Miliardo, being a new kind of new drinker, um, and I probably should have thought about this. Yeah. 
I honestly, when I suggested this one, I was thinking about kind of what my favorite bourbon was. Uh, but you might like a weeded bourbon a little bit more. If you got Rebel Yell up there, that would have been my suggestion. Yeah. We do have Rebel Yell. I saw it. Oh, that wouldn't have been a bad one to start off. And you're right. A little bit of ice does take away a lot of burn. What else we got to say about this Four Roses? Well, I, I want to know, like, what what are you tasting now that you've added some ice to it? Well, so there was there was a really rough initial burn that's basically gone now with the ice. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's just power of suggestion, but there's definitely some pepper in there. Like, middle to end, I'm getting a lot of pepper, peppery, spicy pepper. Mm-hmm. And not like uh, jalapeno, but like black pepper. pepper yeah, like pepper. ground pepper. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a feeling than it is a taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the deal: like with because you feel whiskey and you don't just taste it, uh, mouth feel matters. And like a lot of whiskey reviews, people will put like what it feels like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Corrales, you want to take us home with the official 1068 whiskey notes? All right. So when I first smell it, I smell Sweet tea, and I smell sweet tea with a little bit of a uh, lemon, uh, something a, a little sourness, and a, maybe even a little bit of uh, mint. All right, when I drink it, it definitely has a lot of spicy notes. Like it's more of a feel, but it's it's very much like that black pecker, pe- black pecker. <laughs> it, it feels a lot, a lot like, like a like black what? pecker. It feels like a black pecker right on your tongue. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I don't want to know how that feels. <laughs> well, you know, it it feels it feels like uh, four roses, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you get that black uh, pepper feel on your tongue, and but then, like to me, the flavor I taste cinnamon and still that sweet tea, like that's still hanging around. When I think of four roses, I think of sweet tea. As it finishes, you get more of a maltiness, um, like a malty beer. Um, it sort of gives way to like almost like a dark chocolate taste, but that might just be the black pecker. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, definitely, definitely uh, the black pecker. And then the mouthfeel for me, like this one is definitely a mouthfeel type of whiskey. You guys know, um, McAllister sweet tea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Milliardo, you probably don't cause you live in the great white North where you, you guys probably don't have sweet tea. Uh, yeah. The, no. The deli? McAllister. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I have the deli. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like we or or any any place that has like sweet tea that's not brewed with leaves, like it's made with the syrup. You know what I'm talking about? The freedom freedom does. Oh yeah, the taste okay. is, is pretty like it, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. and your tongue feels weird after you drink it. You know what I'm talking about? It keeps you coming back for more. It's so like you know it, it's addictive. Yeah, well, and it's like, I don't know, like syrup sweet tea has like, it makes my tongue feel kind of numb afterwards. Sort of like soda does, like sort of like drinking a Coke does. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Tip your I, tongue I know what you're talking has about. Yeah, yeah, I think that's numb. a little buzz, a yeah. little buzz. Yeah. Um, I get that when I drink Four Roses. Okay. So, so Four Roses for me is all about the sweet tea, man. It even looks like sweet tea. So. I'll give you this, like, when when you say words about whiskey, like, you make those words go in my brain. Like, so I'm, like, drinking this, and I had nothing, but I'm like, okay, black pepper, I get it. I mean, black pepper. <laughs> so, black pepper, I, I get that. it. I can see that. And then I'm like, sweet tea. I did. I haven't drank a ton of sweet tea, um, but 
I can I can get that. Like I, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's good. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's, know, and, it's it's funny. That it's like I need you to tell me how to think. Well, not, and here's not a good situation. What, no, no, it's not that. You just need the vocabulary. You need the toolbox. It's just like a good songwriter listens to other people's music to get inspiration, or like a writer reads. Like good writers come from readers. You know, like I I don't imagine there's a lot of good writers out there that's like, yeah, I don't read. You know what I mean? Like they get inspiration and ideas from other writers. I think there's a lot of that with whiskey. Like a lot of times, like you're tasting the same stuff I'm tasting. Your tongue's not built any differently than mine. You just haven't read a lot of whiskey reviews, you know, where I've read whiskey reviews. So like I'm like that with other people. Like I'll read a whiskey review and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I can see that. I can see that. Now, some whiskey reviews are absolute bullshit. A lot (laughs) of the worst, a lot of the worst whiskey reviews come from the distilleries themselves. Um, Let me read you what Four Roses said about four roses um this about to be some warm summer day shit ain't it no it's really not it's not artsy fartsy like that it's just it's just absolutely useless (laughs) all right so four roses single barrel we're gonna i'm on the website right now we're about to explore this bourbon and blow their blow their website up right now get that person fired (laughs) here we go i'm fucking fucking useless here we go so the nose all right, here's the description. Fruity, spicy, floral, caramel, vanilla, cocoa, maple syrup, moderately woody. Palette. Hints of ripe plum and cherries, robust, full body, mellow. Finish. Smooth and delicately long. That's the way a politician answers a question. What the fuck does that even mean? Couldn't you say that about anything? Anything. Fucking anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and what really gets me is the nose. Fruity, spicy, floral, caramel, vanilla, cocoa, maple syrup. That's like every flavor a whiskey could have. Like, it's like pick one. You know what they I mean? They wanted to cover their bases on that one. Ex- that's exactly what it is. And what it really comes down to is a whiskey is what you say it is, you know? And that's like these people that are like, oh, you know, that's the best whiskey in the world. It's like, well, that's like me saying a beer is the best beer in the world. It's like, well, it depends on what you like. You know, and here's the deal too. Like, I'm not really a stout drinker, but I can appreciate when a stout is done well. I think sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I can. Like, I can drink a stout and be like, well, you know, this peanut butter thing. It's not really for me, but they did a pretty good job. Like, this is a well balanced beer. Same thing with whiskeys. You know, there are whiskeys out there like really peaty scotches, which my dad likes. I'm not really into peaty scotch. But I can drink one of his and be like, yeah, this scotch is well done. It's not for me. I'm not going to buy it. But that doesn't mean it's rot gut. You know what I mean? It's like art. You know, it's so subjective that it's like anybody that tells you, oh, this is the only bourbon you need to buy or this is the only scotch you need to buy. Those people are full of shit. You know? sure. And these guys that write these books, you know, yeah, that to me, like I've got the Whiskey Bible, which is kind of the go to book, I guess, for people that like whiskey. To me, the reason I appreciate his opinion is because he's drank a lot of scotch and a lot of bourbon. Like, he's had way more than I've had, so he can compare them in ways that I can't. But just because he likes one doesn't mean I'm going to like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, reviews are, you know, they, they are what they are. But I will say, for Miliardo, as you're, like, trying different whiskeys, don't do what Four Roses does. 
it's either fruity or floral. It's not both, you know? Like, there are certain things that a whiskey has to have a lot of and certain things that a whiskey has to have a not a lot of. Um, if you can't find those things, it's really hard to compare and contrast them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you drink a whiskey, think, of, okay, what's coming through here? Cinnamon or vanilla or chocolate? Not both. You can't have both. Right. Now, it might change. The finish might be chocolate. And the beginning might be cinnamon, which is, honestly, that's what I taste in Four Roses. But it can't be all of those things at the same time, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, I get you. It can't be salty and fruity at the same time. At least I don't think so. I don't think those flavors are really compatible. Sure. So, like, a lot of times, once you can start, like, picking and choosing those things, you can make a lot of sense out of whiskey. And what really helped me to do it is that app I told you about, Distiller. Yeah, yeah. You need to get Distiller on your phone right now and you need to start logging whiskeys because when you do that every whiskey that they have on distiller when you click on that whiskey it gives you a little graph and of course again it's subjective you know it's their reviewers but it does help a lot i think as far as kind of telling you what kind of things you should be thinking about when you drink a whiskey so awesome app and when they first started they were super buggy and super glitchy and now they are like it's a really, really well-run app. So, Well, Miliardo just finished his first glass of bourbon, so cheers, Atta fellas. boy. Hey, man. Hey, I'm cheers. proud of you. How many fingers was it? Um, I don't, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to say Yeah, two. you may want to. <laughs> it seems like a good number, right? If you hold your fingers parallel to the ground next to the glass, how, many, how high did it go? I, I poured it into a Three Philosophers cup. Oh Which shit! Kind of okay. like a. Uh, That's a little different. Well, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> it went up to the letter P. Okay. That was okay. good. That was good. Okay, Down good, good. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, good pick, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. That was, a, that was good. That's a good uh, I, I'm taste. glad you brought a bottle. Yeah, man. And now next, I would like to propose if you really want to do this with me and you want to have another bottle, uh, Redbreast, uh, which is my very, very favorite Irish whiskey. Cross. Um, they're they're called Native Americans. Come on, man. Come on, dude. That is so racist. <laughs> that is horrible. Their breasts of should breasts. not be brought into the conversation no. first off. Oh, okay. Their eyes Who are cares? up here, Cross. Their eyes are up here. <laughs> Red, yellow, black, and white, okay? Okay. Uh huh. They're all precious in his sight, you fucking racist. Uh-huh. Well, you guys ready to wrap this episode up? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, hey, Earnshaw, thanks so much for for joining us. It was thanks a good time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, yeah, love it. Need to make it a repeat, man. This absolutely. Was yeah, absolutely. I would love to it's, come back. Hey, man, Earnshaw, you are a our first guest. Host. That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a big a deal. True story. Doors feel, of the 1068 Pub are always open. I feel special. Cheers. You kind of <laughs> you kind of popped our uh, you popped our guest host uh, cherry, man. Absolutely, love it. Love yeah. it. Wait a minute, nice. I still feel like we're not doing this right. What are we Is not it doing? Because what are we we're... missing? Ah, that's right. We're missing some guitar. That's what I was thinking <laughs> we'd be missing. I saw it coming. So a mile away. Are we singing? Or are we just like... <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our show. The 1068 Pub is closing. We'll be back with more beer and more shit we find entertaining. If there are certain beers you'd like us to try, or if you have any comments about our show, you can reach out to us at 
1068podcast at gmail.com. Why can't I see you? How'd you turn that off? Oh, I see. That's easy. Man, I'm glad I wasn't touching myself when I picked it up. That would have been weird. <laughs> well, I already know you put your penis on the ottoman, so it's not. it wouldn't be that weird. <laughs> It'd just be another pub gas night on oh, yeah, Friday we, night. I did do that, didn't I? I just laid it out there. <laughs> oh, that's right. That one hasn't been published yet. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? By the way, buddy, proud of you buying that bottle of whiskey today. I went in there and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I felt like... I felt like an 18-year-old in a porn store. Is it, you know, I was excited. <laughs> I was nervous. I didn't want to be judged. Just dildos everywhere. There were lots of lots of pretty pictures of things I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't know what they were for. I didn't want to have a headache the next morning, right. but I wanted to participate. Right. You know? I hear you, man. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Basically what it was. Yeah. So you're excited for dildos, huh? Excited for dildos. And he knew, he knew he was going to have a headache in the morning. But... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What did John Steinbeck say? It's about consequences, not about uh, punishment. Exactly. Although dildos might be a little bit more in the, the punishment. I don't know if that's helping you there, buddy. I don't know John if Steinbeck wrote about dildos. He should have. Yeah, his books would have been have. more interesting. <laughs> I am yep. almost, almost 100%, 100% sure. sure. And I am echoing, and I am echoing so, so badly, badly right, now. right now. I can't even... Get my You're words at a out. concert speaking to the masses. There we it's go. Really, <laughs> I guess. I guess. It's really so. intense. It's pretty intense. It's so intense. My brain was about to explode. Earnshaw. Okay, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck I'm that up a though. lot. L- literature I reference. Earnshaw. Who's Earnshaw? Uh, it's from Wuthering Heights. Oh, okay. I've never. That's oh, I've that's right. That's Wuthering right. Heights. Oh, you gotta read it. I'm sorry, man. Uh, 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 it's Brett Lit, right? So probably not, but maybe. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like somebody just cooking the most magnificent steak. I mean, mm-hmm. like a massive mm-hmm. porterhouse steak, and just laying it in front of you, right? But you have to wait until everybody gets seated in your party, right? You got to wait for everybody to get, you know, to get situated. Make their plate right, and then you gotta, then you gotta say grace. Hang on, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. slow down, everybody. Let's hold hands real quick. Everybody, let's hold hands so we can say grace. Okay. All right. So who's gonna say grace for us? Abby, <laughs> you want to say grace? No. Okay. John boy. Father Jim. Yeah, you want to? Say- no. Okay. Billy Bob. Billy Billy Bob. <laughs> You want to say, no, I just I want to I eat my steak. I, I, wish, I wish I knew more of the Waltons' names, but I only know John Boy. But that's what it feels like. I got a steak in front of me, and I can't eat it, you know? You're also sort of sad because you're going to have to go and find a new friend because you got to lose the one that's keeping you from eating the steak. I, I'm going to have to kill the one that's yeah, keeping me from yeah. eating the steak. <laughs> so I'm going to have to find a replacement. Yes. you got to find a replacement and a shovel. All right, I'm back. what I miss? Hmm. Sorry, I needed to cleanse my palate there. I needed to drink some water, but it... Pansy, cleansing your palate with water. I'm cleansing my palate with Line and Kugel Summer Shandy because of the badge. <laughs> I'm a badass. There you go. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, sir. Nothing says badass like a Shandy. But it's summer. Mm-hmm. You make sure you stick your pinky up, big guy. <laughs> it was the briny watermelon gosa. I've seen it on the shelves, but I have not had it. Oh, please buy Anderson it. Anderson Valley. You need to go buy it. It's by Anderson Valley.
God, it's yeah. good, guys. I don't get that shit up it here. Is it's really but it's two, good. It's two right. things. I've got it's a couple, two things that I've I dislike, got a couple I'll hold on. I will try. I'll hold on for two for you, Milliardo. Uh, Freedom's not going to get any. Freedom's just going to get a big, giant black dildo with a little piece of duct tape on it, and it's going to say long and lingering. That's going to be his beer exchange gift. Hey, it's like the guys over in Oregon or wherever that uh, took over that park station. Hey, yeah. you know what? That's have, fine. Me and my wife can get I have fancy no idea what you're it. talking Perfect. about. Perfect. <laughs> get fancy with it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Those guys that that took over the uh, the park ranger station or whatever. Beers getting warm. To protest the way America was going. You guys really didn't hear about this? No, man. Is it news? So the armed militiamen. Is it news? Yes. Then I haven't <laughs> well, heard you it. Know, you know Freeman. Pro- am I proving okay, my point? Okay, okay, okay. Beers getting warm. The armed militiamen <laughs> that took over a really useless government station. It was like a, a wildlife facility. Something nobody cares about, right? And they took it over with guns and were making a statement. They were occupying it to make a statement about something they didn't like in politics. I don't even remember. <laughs> but how did America respond? They sent them boxes of dildos, giant dildos. <laughs> like, this is a fact. They sent these guys tons of dildos. And the guys actually got online and were like, hey, guys, stop sending me dildos. <laughs> what did America do? Sent them more dildos. No, they sent them a drum of lube. And I Who just think America, like, who is sending this, though? Like, just random people? Random people in America. That's why I say America. It is, it is the... America the, yeah, has spoken. The true Americans. And America yeah. gives you dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Let it I be. I love that story almost as much as Bodie McBoatface, but not quite. <laughs> Uh-oh. Growlis, can you hear us? Yep. I will figure that out. Um, I'm going on to number four. How about it? Nah, nah, not without Corrales. I think Corrales was like, hey, how can I make the beer more warm? <laughs> hey, let me let me leave the party. I'm back. <laughs> hey! That was the hey. best thing ever. What happened? Corrales, you know what Freedom just accused you of? What? <laughs> well, you are not going to wait until uh, it comes out, until the pubcast comes out? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know if it'll make it, that, because I usually edit out the parts where people for, you know, get kicked out or whatever. But So it probably won't be in there. This probably won't either. It'll be the blooper reel, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it will make the blooper reel. Yeah, you know what? We'll wait. You'll get to hear later. All right, so uh, beer number yes. four. <laughs> it's heavy-bodied. I mean, it definitely has that hefe body to it, but it's more – it's hoppy. It's, there's a little bit of hoppy. Right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do that start over because now I know that that freedom burp is going to be right in your intro. <laughs> that, 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 oh yeah, that freedom is a big old giant Sorry. giant dick. Yeah, I'll even, um, I'll even mute my mic right now. Ready to go. go so uh, <laughs> he's such a douche. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you guys to vote on this, and I'm going to go with whatever you say because I honestly am so torn on this issue. I can't come with a good good choice. Always in the ass. What? <laughs> I mean, when you when you have the choice. <laughs> Figured that conversation would last a little bit longer. See, here's the thing, Freedom. We we already made you drink warm beer. We we no longer have a reason to delay. Like we've already said our our big fuck you to Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> like a bukkake facial, I did not see that. Coming. I mean, didn't you though? Like, like a bukkake facial, don't you always? Well, the see eyes it are usually closed, so no, they don't. They don't are they? see it. I mean, not if they're real. Not if they're <laughs> raw and unthawed. If they're real, they'll just take it right in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> pink eye. Oh, God. 
Oh shit. Oh man, are we editing that out? We should edit that. Out. <laughs> I don't we know. We'll see. In case our wives listen to this shit and they're like, "Who did we marry and why did we do it?" <laughs> so while we wait for freedom to get back, uh, Corrales. At this point, we're at the consequence section of the show where you can choose how bad do I want to feel tomorrow, right? We can continue to do special segments and you can make those choices for yourself. You can double down or you can simply take your chips and walk the fuck away. This is where it goes high stakes. Well, here's the deal. I've known the two of you for a long time and I've drank a lot with the two of you. And I know for one fucking fact, every single one of our dumbasses will double down. So, I mean, is a triple down possible? Quadruple down? Is that does that even exist? Let's go. I'm back. Do you have the cojones? I'll just put my dick on the table, <laughs> and I'm at. <laughs> I'm at, for some reason, I'm I'm in my living room by myself. I'm acting this shit out. I literally <laughs> have my dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro! What's going on? Double down. His dick is currently on the table. But my dick is like I lifted that shit up and I put it on the ottoman. It's like, I'm going to put my dick on the table, and you can just take a machete to it if I lose. Let's do this shit. Let's go. Oh, shit. What are, Let's whoa, go. Whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? I don't know. Milliard is going to come up with some shit. I'm going to make bad decisions, and tomorrow I'm going to wake up shit? and feel like an asshole. <laughs> my double-down quote was based off Corrales' quote last episode, where he gave an epic, epic quote from John Steinbeck, wherein he talked about oh, how, yeah. at this point in our lives... When we make these decisions, it's no longer a punishment, it's a consequence. It's a consequence. Which means we get to choose, is the shenanigans we have tonight <laughs> worth the consequence tomorrow morning? That's the choice. Yeah. It was fucking weird, guys. <laughs> like, I seriously put my dick on my ottoman. It was weird. <laughs> and I'm like, I, <laughs> I was doing it, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm by myself right now. What the fuck? Nobody can even see this. The only way that could have been cooler is if my wife walked out. And I'm just sitting there by myself, like with a microphone, like talking to my friends with my dick sitting on my ottoman. That's weird. That's a weird thing Here's to do. Here's the thing. If, this applies to all furniture and uh, inanimate objects, really. If your dick is ever on anything and your wife walks in, that's the point in time where you say, hey, you want to make this a threesome? And it's just, it's it, was, it was just going to be me and this ottoman, but I thought maybe you might like to join in. So my membrane ain't so great. Your membrane? You your membrane is on an ottoman right now. That's where your membrane is. Holy fuck. Sometimes you grow apart from the ones you love, you know? Sometimes you just got to let you just got to let them go. Sometimes, you know, Coors isn't your favorite beer and it's the beast. I'm going to burn your house down, Freedom. I'm burning your house down. <laughs> Such a douche. 